Let's see how. I, okay, I really applaud the younger generation that's taking, taking aim and moving forward and getting into fishing. Um, mm -hmm. It's not, you know, it's it. You feel good about it. You're you're feeding people, you're feeding yourself, your families, and you're making money at it. And you can learn a good career, and be successful. So they need to learn it. Um, those that are catching on are doing well. Uh, it's surprising to see that. So many younger kids are wanting to get into get a sane boat, but there's a lot more into just going to get it. I mean, there's the the business side of it. Uh, how are you going to get the financing? It's you're looking at close to a million dollars in debt just just wow. to get everything. You know, if you were to buy it from scratch. So there's a lot of um, the business side of it, and so with that, you could have like I've been in workshops where a local banker came in and talked to the people in the workshop about IFQ financing for fishing quotas for halibut and what have you. So there's a lot to learn, you know, other than the mechanics of the boat, how to keep everything up and running, keep a crew, catch fish. You got to learn the business side, like paying your insurance, paying the bank. Mm -hmm. um, the bank doesn't, they're not too lenient if you had a bad summer. And so that's important that you learn to catch a lot of fish, but, um, in other trades, yes, there is uh, there is a need. The housing the housing business uh, they need carpenters, um, plumbers, electricians. Uh, there was a gentleman that was riding in my taxi cab not too long ago. He was here for um, I believe it was the the uh, Pile Buck Union. They're okay. recruiting. They're recruiting. We need docks. We need our docks fixed. Those are the guys that could do it. I like that. I like a lot of what you're saying here. And, you know, fishing and these things are such big industries here in Ketchikan. Uh, and, I, and a lot of what you're saying is get in there early. Teach these kids everything that they need to know if they do plan to go into that world because so many people are. And, and, and so I like the idea of getting in there early, getting into the schools, having classes maybe even and funding for that. So that's beautiful. Um, so... For those just joining us, we are on the First City Forum with Kevin Kristovich. He is going for a three-year city council seat, which you will vote for on the 4th of October. Um, if you have any questions for Kevin, we are on for at least another 20 minutes. And um, that number is 907-247-2000. That's 907-247-2000. I almost gave my personal phone number out there. Okay, <laughs> so, so Kevin, um, earlier you mentioned you are a tribal member and I want to talk about uh, talk a little bit about the importance of representation for tribal interests on the city council um, is that something that's on your mind is that something that you're vying for like what what are your thoughts on that well there could be a time where you um, not you but uh, let's just say for example um, the city of Ketchikan and Ketchikan Indian community, uh, there may be something coming up where they sign a memorandum of understanding or um, maybe there's something coming up where they can be involved in there just to have a hand-to-hand uh, -hand working relationship if needed, if possible, if something came up. You know, it's always good to have them... Um, if you if if there was uh, a need for a working relationship between KIC and the city, I would actually I would I would um, embrace it. Um, 
Yeah, so, uh, and my question was more so, do you feel that the tribe has been underrepresented on, on the council, that the interests of the tribe have been underrepresented, or has that not been a, a thing? I don't think it has ever been a thing. We've had uh, tribal members that have sat on uh, city council before, so, um, but uh, to my knowledge, there has never been anything where the city and KIC actually work together on projects or anything like that. But um, maybe had a um, an MOU in support of an issue that KIC was working on or the city. Okay, now I want to talk a little bit about the political hot button topic that everyone's talking about. It's the talk of the town right now, and that is the defunding of the library. What are your thoughts on that? I am not a big fan of the library being hit. Uh, I use the library not a whole lot, but I do use it. I take my grand my granddaughter there for a book, and, and um, I use it to research stuff from time to time. It is a valuable tool in our community and should be left alone. Um, my fear is that this library issue is going to the ballot. Mm -hmm. And there's probably people going to vote to defund it that probably didn't want the library to begin with, that oh. were worried about taxes being raised and, and what have you. So that's my fear that it can go either way. And it would be detrimental to the community if the library was defunded. Um, I try to keep my opinions out of the library issue with what's going on, but defunding it, I don't think is right. Um, I was asked this question last night on KRBD, and what can the city do if the library issue goes the wrong way where it's defunded? So that would be something that has to be looked into after the vote is made, in my opinion. Um, it it does concern me about the library being defunded. Um, it's it's a beautiful building. Um, One of the most beautiful libraries I've it ever is. seen. It is, and it uh, what did it cost? Sixteen million dollars? Was it sixteen million? I, I, I don't I, have I, the, the saw the price on that. tag at one time, but you know what? It's worth every penny. Um, there, you can find more there. I think you can find more in a public library than you can digging through the internet oh, wasting yes. all that time digging on the internet i think you just go right to the one-stop shop and i've had a pretty good success going to the library finding stuff i've i've dropped off stuff to the library that was no longer in use so um i support the library and i would hate to see it defunded well, there we go. Um, we are on the air on the First City Forum with Kevin Kristovich. He's going for a three-year city council seat. If you have any questions for Kevin, please call in at 907-247-2000. That's 907-247-2000. Now, Kevin, um, my questioning, I've pretty much gotten through most of what I wanted to ask you. Is there anything that we didn't touch on today that you want people to know as they listen and as they go into those polls on the 4th 
when they're seeing your name, what do you want them to think? What What is your sort of mantra? What do you want to to accomplish with your seat on the city council? Well, I would like to try and make a change, and that's on my, my political signs, vote for change. Um, I, I would like to just not see taxes being raised on people. We, we can't shoulder more taxes and more debt. There, there's just so much that I have to, information that I would have to grasp and, and read up on it. Um, my concerns are your concerns. If you have anything you want to talk about, tell me. You see me in the store or on the street, I'll take the time to stop and listen to you. I'll, I'll look into your ideas. Um, a lot of people do have ideas, and some of them are, are viable, and some of them are, you know, not, not, uh, not able to accomplish without raising taxes and disrupting our quality of life. Um, I'd like to see ways to create more infrastructure in town, more jobs. Uh, COVID's going to wear out. And these jobs are going to go away. I see all these jobs in the paper, and it, we all have to get a start somewhere. And they, most jobs don't pay an ideal wage, but it's a start. If it'll pay your bills and get you through life, stick with it. Stay busy. Um, another rainbow will come by, and you know, pays a few dollars more, and and that's how it is. And it's sad to see that um, people are leaving jobs for another job that pays a few dollars more but um people run the numbers mm -hmm. we have issues with housing um th that need to be addressed uh people people are being squeezed out of their rental um apartments that have lived there forever because of investors buying the building and raising the rent to where people on fixed incomes can't afford to live there and have to move out and that is that is a sore subject with me, and we need to look into, um, there is some housing opportunities coming up, but... Um, Let's talk a little bit about that. What, what can you say about housing opportunities coming up? Uh, during um, a chamber function the other day, uh, Ketchikan Indian Community bought the old galley property on Tongas Avenue, and they're going to put in some type of um, transitional housing. Mm -hmm. um, as the gal was speaking, I was writing something down, but I want to follow up with her. And they have a bunch of grant money to do this, so they are they are moving forward. They've the housing department of Ketchikan Indian Community had disclosed at that meeting that they re, they they have closed on the property and they're going to start moving forward and that's a good start um uh, looking into other like uh, um does Clinkett and Haida have any plans of building more housing in Ketchikan uh you know KIC is doing this so let's find out if they can do a little more, they have property up on Upper Jackson behind their one housing development. And are they going to build more houses? We need more houses. Uh, people with pets. Landlords are being sticklers about people with pets. Mm -hmm. And that's not right. And But they raise the rent um, to accommodate a pet. People will pay it. Um, 
but uh, yeah, we do need to find a solution to our housing problem. It's not just the blue collar people and the low income. It's we're talking about Coast Guard families. I had a had a woman in the store was telling me, you know, her her and her husband and four kids Coast Guard can't find a place, you know. So we need to find a happy medium to where we have affordable housing for our our citizens of Ketchikan. And hopefully, um, you know, after this COVID thing blows over and we get back to our normal day-to-day life and money starts rolling in in different directions and Catch Can gets back on its feet and starts going full speed ahead instead of half half throttle. Yeah. So. Now, uh, with, with housing, you know, a lot of that comes from the fact that, because, and that goes sort of into Ketchikan being a tourist-heavy economy, we get so many people who come up to work and they take away all of the housing. And, you know, you can rent a house to a company. I was talking to someone and they said um, their company was paying like $7,000 a month for, for housing. So when you have those kinds of offers, it's hard to turn that down in favor of something, you know, where, where you would have a lower cost for someone who could who could potentially afford it on their own what are your thoughts on that uh seasonals and other transient workers coming in and uh and taking away a lot of the housing which would be available for the locals that is something that i i've experienced in my neighborhood um i i have uh there's a couple of airbnbs right across from me so we get a lot of seasonal people in the neighborhood so that creates a parking problem mm. um, so it's come to the point to where I don't even leave the house with my car because I'll lose my parking spot so I'll either walk or take a cab but um, there are some buildings that have been bought up by downtown businesses and they're vacant mm-hmm. all winter and there's been some mention of tax credits for these property owners if they occupy their buildings in the off seasons, which would be a good win-win for people needing a place to live. Uh, A building is better occupied than vacant. Um, With our cold winters here, you know, frozen pipes in a multiplex apartment building and pipes start blowing and it's going to, the costs are going to go up for that property owner because they have to repair the damage. And if they had someone in there, it probably wouldn't have happened. So um, I, and then uh, if there's uh i've been reading about housing issues in petersburg and the rent um cap and summer rental cap in sitka is an issue so we can look into that and say okay we can you can put ordinances in place okay we can you know something has to be done um if there's a legal way the city has a law department you can make an ordinance and enact it but um i think putting people in these um off seasonal buildings and giving them a place to stay it would uh build uh, a lot of self-worth for people and um it would just be good all the way around and it would be kind of hard to understand that you're only going to get to live there for so long but in the meantime everybody's always looking for somewhere else to live and we don't exactly have those quality options in town All right, so hopefully that's something that can be adjusted throughout time, right? Um, So I want to talk a little bit. I have maybe one more question. We're running out of time for the show. 
Um, obviously, Ketchikan um, is dealing with a big problem with drug abuse, which the, the entire country at large is dealing with that and really the world. Now, what are your thoughts on, on treatment centers, on getting help for these people? Uh, what, what are your thoughts on the drug issue in Ketchikan? I never thought I would see the dark side of Ketchikan in all my years, and I have. And the drug, the drug issue is ugly. It's out there. I mean, open your eyes, people. It's, it's just about everywhere in our town, and it is not pretty. Um, we do need treatment centers. Uh, who, who can, who, we, uh, the city does not have a grant writer. I learned this last night, and we can find funding f to build a treatment center. Um, if, and that's the problem is there's not enough treatment centers anywhere. Uh, I've heard, you know, from people that here locally that um, we're on a wait list. And so jail's not the answer, but if you, you know, the offenders that the police do catch, um, yeah, they go to jail. And, the, and if you do go to jail and you're, you opt to go into treatment, um, just my thought is if there was a treatment center and the judge gave you, let's say, 180 days in jail. So let's say three days into that 180 days, you signed up on a wait list and you were accepted. So you would go into treatment and then the remainder of your day, your jail time could go towards your time in the treatment. Okay. So you get more of a you get more of a. Um, more of a spin dry you're, you're you get i feel you would get more more cleaner and you know get uh more towards sobriety true that's just how i feel true rehabilitation yes true re rehabilitation and but the thing is is we need a place to put it mm. and um at whose expense the police are working very hard on on dealing with this battle and they are understaffed they're uh you know they they could use more they need more people to combat the war on drugs in this town um from the what i see every day and night in my taxi cab you just you see it and there's no denying it but it's a battle that it's going to be a fight and you know the police need help if if people see something going on in the neighborhood on a regular pattern um call them tell them suspicious activity uh just finding needles and stuff on the street and in certain places in town where you know you don't want to walk your dog or have your kids or your grandkids near that and so it is something we need to address um there are people out there that do need help and sadly these drugs are getting into town and people are dying yes and you know it's not always in the newspaper but yes people are dying and this these are people's children um people's relatives uh, some of these people, you know, you see their name in the paper and you like, you know, their parents and their parents didn't go wrong raising them. It's just that they slipped into a crack somewhere in life and they're, they can't get out. And so they need help. Um, we have, um, the homeless issue, mental health, um, people with mental health issues. Uh, you know, what can gateway human services do? Uh, you know, look into what other, local um entities we have that offer that kind of help for people um 
how full is the car house? What kind of treatment are they getting there? But yes, this this opioid and the fentanyl, and it's just bad all the way around. And we need to address this seriously. Uh, find a way. Just there has to be a way. Federal money, it's it's out there. So if we can get a grant writer on board, find a way to uh, put up a building. If the city has some surplus property um, that can be built on. Uh, give an in-kind donation, uh, put up a facility and get our people well. There we go. All right, Ken, we have five minutes left on the show and uh, I'll just give it over to you to state your case and, and with anything you would like to say to the, to the, to the listeners of Catch a Can. Well, I pretty much said a lot that was on <laughs> my mind and uh, on the minds of other people. And I do take your, your uh, comments and complaints and whatever concerns you know i do take it into consideration and i'll look into things um so i have an open door policy if you see me stop me uh, my phone numbers on all my campaign material uh, except my yard signs i'm putting up a banner above the tunnel here after this program i have yard signs you can call me at 907-821-1623 i'll deliver them to you or we can meet up i have uh, rack cards to hand out little uh, business cards i have bumper stickers and everything that i did for my campaign materials i did all locally i i patronized the catch can daily news i did uh, sign pro local paper and uh, the printer guy out by... Um, Pacific Printing? No, no, no. The guy out by Walmart. Um, I had some bumper stickers. So I spread I spread the money around locally. And um, I'm happy with the turnout of all my, my materials. So if you want something to support me, I have signs. And you can pick up signs downtown on Water Street next to the pizza mill at the District 1 Republican headquarters as well. So I hope to uh, hope to be able to represent you at the t at the at the table as a city council member, and like I said, your concerns are my concerns, and hopefully we can solve a lot of problems and make Ketchikan a better, safer place for us and our families to live in. All right, and there we have it. Thank you, Kevin, so much for joining us, and thank you all for tuning in to the First City Forum, brought to you by KPU and the Gemini Crystal Wizard. I am Joe Williams, and you guys have a fantastic day, and do not forget to vote on October 4th for your favorite candidates. Have a good day. Bye-bye.